Welcome to Season 2, Episode 15 of Comic Book Nation, the official podcast of ComicBook.com. I'm your host, Kofi Outlaw, and still with me for one of our another quarantine editions of the show. In separate locations, we have Janelle Wheeler. Hey, everybody. Hanging in there. Matthew Aguilar. What up, Beebles? And in a rare case of being locked down in one place, Mr. Brandon Davis. Hey, hi, how are you? Like I said, we're coming to you as uh, another, as the world turns here. We are all, once again, in uh, isolation and or social distanced status. But uh, that's not going to stop us from putting together a great podcast to kind of distract you guys from all the ills going on outside, both uh, literally and figuratively. I didn't mean to say it that way, but uh, here we are. But uh, (laughs) yeah, so... What we have for you today is actually going to be a little bit escapist, but also a little bit useful. We are going to each give you our rant and rave picks of things you could be watching, reading, playing, or generally having fun with while you might be on coronavirus lockdown. But there is also still stuff happening in the entertainment industry, so we are going to talk about the latest episode of The Walking Dead and the Big Whisperer War. We are going to talk about the Season 3 return of Westworld. And we have some stuff on the news front about what's going on with some big movie shifts, some big new surprises movie studios are coming up with to adapt to the changing marketplace. And we are also going to get into what's happening over at WWE with WrestleMania. And of course, Matt always has there for you with some new comics. So be sure to stay tuned because when we get back in our news flash, we're going to get into all of this. Starting up here at the top. Well, first, let's take a quick survey. How's uh, we got to take on everybody's. Yeah, mental, emotional health. How's everybody doing out there? Janelle, how you doing? I'm hanging in there. Yeah, I'm doing all right. We did just get a confirmed case um, in my fiance's office building. So that whole building has been quarantined. Everybody sent home. And uh, luckily, he had already been self-isolating with me for a few days before it was released. So yeah, just keeping spirits up. And I already work from home um, pretty much. My only office is the comic book office. Uh, and yeah, hanging in there. Streaming. I've been doing a lot of gaming and streaming. So Yeah, you pointed out online, like, uh, if you've been somebody who's been like a blogger, entertainment journalist, streamer, that kind of mm-hmm. thing, you know, you're built for this time period. Yeah, yeah. And it, a lot of people are looking for a place to kind of like connect with human beings because people haven't been able to leave. So that's something that's been really great with uh, my Twitch community and stuff. But we'll I'll talk about that in the raves. I'm inviting everybody to hang out with us. I've been thinking I might have to reopen my cam service, but uh, yes. that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Matt, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I'm getting a lot of baby time in while oh, I'm... Oh, that's uh, good. Yeah, I'm here. I think, I'm pretty sure uh, Anissa's already like done with the fact that I've been home this whole time. <laughs> So, uh, I'm, I'm not gonna sure lie, I'm she's... feeling that kind of too. <laughs> yeah, my place is kinda... literally like 500 square feet with no walls, and it's two grown adults trying to work from one computer desk. <laughs> it's not very there. easy. I've like, the kitchen is in the living in room, the bedroom. That. Yeah, it's crazy, but that's okay. Like, if we can get through this, we can definitely uh, be together forever, I guess. Exactly. Yeah, we <laughs> yeah. did it for 400 square foot apartment, seven and a half years. And we managed to get married in in that period and uh, keep it together. I so, love that. Uh, yeah, Seriously, man, you're inspiring to me, Kofi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it, we even added a baby in there at the end. That got a little Aww. hectic, but uh, that's a different story. <laughs> BD, how you doing, man? Man, I'm losing my mind. This is so boring. I'm, just, uh, I'm doing all right. You know, it's you have the biggest home. house and a man cave. Listen, being at home though, I just miss all of you. Yeah, guys, you gotta understand. Right? For this man, this is like torture. He leads a jet-setting James Bond lifestyle. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, but it's uh, we're, we've I've been it's been fun. I've been engaging with people online a lot. I uh, find the new friends online. Um, and we've been and, and Jim Viscardi and I have been behind the scenes trying to come up with some really cool content uh, on comic book, which hopefully we'll be able to announce soon once we get some confirmations. There's some cool Ooh. stuff uh, that we're trying to do, um, and I, I mean I'm super excited about it, and I think that that's a good sign that like as a fan I'm excited about the stuff we might be able to do. So I think a lot of people who are stuck at home like we are we'll really enjoy some of the things if we're able to actually pull them off. So it's like we've been working from home, but somehow I feel like I've been busier the past five work days than I have been at regular work days to this point. Well, I mean, this we year. all I know agree, you from yeah. the office, so we can easily agree to that probably. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you just walked Harsh. right into that one. Now that we've taken care of everybody's oh. mental health, this is no longer about all of you. Let's get back to the show. Let's talk about what's going on. So movie studios. Movie studios are kind of pulling things left and right as they have to. I mean, theater chains are shutting their doors. Uh, yeah, like I said, some big movies just we talked about last show have gotten pulled right off the release docket. I mean, we I was set to see A, Cro- a Quiet Place 2 last night. I was really excited. You know, that's not happening. That movie's not opening. Yeah, we've had some, some big delays. And even right before we walked in here to record this show today, we had another one, Marvel, finally made the move and pulled Black, I almost said Panther, Black Widow from its (laughs) May 5th release date. And I don't think as of talking to you guys right now, there is a new release date established. It's just kind of indefinite right now. Isn't that that correct? But BD, you're the Marvel guy. I always throw to you. Yeah, they don't have a release date. I mean, I I just put together a video um, and an article about this where I looked at the possible release dates because... Fast and Furious vacated May 22nd, so if this all starts to clear up, Black Widow could still come out in May, uh, but that puts it two weeks before Wonder Woman, which these two movies would very much cannibalize each other. They're two superhero movies with women at the lead that everybody's very excited for. And then you have like late June, I think it was like June 26th, there's not much, I think it would be opening against Lin-Manuel Miranda's In the Heights, uh, and then it goes into the July 4th weekend against Free Guy in its second weekend, but it gets the advantage of being a holiday. People are getting out of the house again, hopefully by then. Um, and then after that, I mean, July is pretty crowded. So it's like August 28th is like the next big date where it could possibly come. Uh, but then that's probably after the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So it, it brings up questions like, does Black Widow lead straight into Falcon and Winter Soldier? Is Falcon and Winter Soldier going to be delayed because their production is shut down? Uh, you know, there's. I mean, I just think so much is up in the air. And with all the other movies that I'm sure you guys have already talked about, Fast and Furious, Quiet Place, everything else that got delayed, like, where are those going to fall? And, I mean, Marvel and Disney aren't going to want to have to compete with A Quiet Place 2 and their own movies like Mulan and New Mutants and everything else. So I, it's going to be tricky to see how this all plays out. This leads into the next section of a real crux of what we're discussing here, because that's the bad news, right? The good news that we've started seeing is, as we all are kind of shifting and adjusting and trying to get ready for this new reality of the next couple of months, so is the entertainment industry. And we've seen some studios, we talked about this last show, kind of questioning. We even have a nice clip that Rich put together for us about it, um, that uh, asking which studio would kind of begin to break the mold and start putting out con- their new release movies on like streaming services or on demand. And in the days since we've last talked to each other, we've seen some pretty big moves in that respect. Um, Disney went ahead and just pushed Frozen 2 and Star Wars, as we're talking as of today, 
Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker out onto Disney Plus earlier than expected. Universal is putting The Hunt and The Invisible Man and some of its new releases out on on demand uh or like you know as of new release Warner Brothers is going to start streaming uh, Birds of Prey and yeah it's just kind of becoming a domino thing that movie studios are now shifting because the theater format is gone to kind of keep people entertained and kind of glued into their product they are going to start pushing this on on demand and uh, probably on streaming services in the on-demand format has kind of already raised certain questions because people are freaking out because it's like what like Universal's doing like twenty dollars for the Hunt or Invisible Man I believe. Whoa, twenty bucks! I didn't know that. Yeah, see, that's the reaction, wow. and that brings up an interesting thing because there are two schools of thought about that. It's like okay, that's high for like a rental, even a new release mm-hmm. rental. That's really high. You're like talking about owning a movie, but then again, it's like what if you're watching it? There's no stipulation on how many people you're watching that with. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're talking about yeah, I mean, people two... order UFC fights for like a hundred dollars. Yeah, exactly. So, and they usually, yeah. usually, what you do the, mo- the the train of thought behind that is let's get ten people and ten dollars each. You know, and obviously, we're not trying to pool people together to watch these movies. That's exactly why they're coming out digitally because we can't watch them together. But if you live in a mm-hmm. house and you you live with roommates, you're going to be stuck with each other anyway. So. But that's you usually only like or... three max, you know, if you have, if you're yeah. really just hanging out with your roommates, it's three maximum. But that's like six, seven dollars each. It also yeah. depends on like where I'm you not live living in your region. It. Like people in New York hear this and they're like, what are you all freaking out about? Like, because a yeah. movie ticket for me to go see a movie in any kind of non crappy regular format is at least like $16 in New York. That's a really right. good point. If you're talking about the way this is going to be used, you're talking about people like me and my wife, for instance, who usually go out on Friday nights to get a night away from the kids. And we've already been kind of trying to figure out, like, what are we going to do um, if, you know, one of our family members is watching the kids and we're not going to be going out to like a restaurant or a bar the next few months. And it's like we could just like actually go to a part of our house or to one of our relatives' house or something, sit down together and like watch a movie like it was going out to a movie. And at $20, that's not a crazy date expense. You know what I mean? If we were yeah, going, and you're saving on food, popcorn, yeah. If we were going drinks, to the movie theaters now, yeah. I'd be paying at least $21 to $22, I think, by Same. Nashville prices. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. Oh, and easy. I could just sit in my home, not get a virus, like yeah. pause <laughs> and watch this movie however I want. If I want to cook a full steak meal and sit with my wife and watch a movie for 20 bucks, like, that's where, I, I mean, this is, it's important to just note, like, this is the changing times we're living in. Where yeah, and it's an option. Instead of putting our I 20 mean, bucks to go into a theater, like, now we're paying 20 bucks to do this at home, like, it, it's a paradigm shift that I know, on the one hand, it's like, by old standards, you're saying in your brain, like, that's crazy, but, like, new standards, this is our social outing, like. Yes, yeah. and there are options for people who don't want to purchase movies that are fresh and and you know there for you like you can still rent older movies for less money you can still watch all of the streaming content there is on everything it's, it's actually nice to have a lot of different options i think yeah everyone. and we're just gonna have to go through this shift but like yeah so like a consumer like me i mean you know not to brag but i am <laughs> yeah i like to be ahead of the times but like 10 years ago i thought it was awesome when i was living in new york and Back then, I didn't want to go to theaters and sit around a bunch of dirty New York theaters because I was worried about everything from rats to unnamed diseases we still don't know have names for. And, 
you could go to some of the um, the moderately priced like uh, movies, movies that cost like sixty thousand dollars or sixty million to make, things like that. They began to experiment with putting those out same day release if they were just getting limited release. Those whole string of movies on on demand. If you used uh, like you know Comcast and things like that, they would put them out same day, and you could rent them for like nine bucks. And I did that all the time. So I saw movies like uh, what's that tie with him the horror movie about the devil. Oh, I forget the name of it, but it was like I saw the devil or something. Not I saw the devil, but anyway, there was like horror movies. They did that all the time, and so I've been doing this for now, like literally ten years. So this just is a good evolution of that. You're always like, I was ahead excited of the to tell my wife. I just saw Screening of the Hunt. Like, yeah, let's get that and watch that. I think you'd really enjoy that, and that'd be a fun night. Oh, and Easter. I will say, Kofi's yeah. Man. Can I, Kofi? I haven't heard your opinion on the hunt, real quick, and I'm sorry to, to derail, but I am just genuinely curious what you thought of it. Oh, I mean, you should listen to our last show. We had a good talk about it. That's not to say I'm not going to answer now. I am, but you should listen. We had an in-depth, pretty good discussion about it. But um, uh, basically, I thought the political stuff was just dumb and loud, and like I couldn't take it seriously. But I enjoyed it as just kind of a violent battle royale type movie, and I loved Betty Gilpin in it. Okay, I was just curious. Uh, the violence was a little much for me. Uh, but I thought oh, I mean, I thought it was silly. all over the top in a way that I liked and kind of enjoyed. And like I said, like I thought, funny enough, I thought if this was the thing that almost divided our country, that's the dumbest thing about it because all the political stuff is so dumb and like <laughs> loud and over the top. Yeah, like, I agree. I agree. And I was just like, okay. Um, so the first act was just like, oh god, <laughs> like what is this? But when Betty Gilpin kind of takes center stage, I, I really, actually, really enjoyed that movie. So that was that. So yeah, get the hunt. That feeds into our discussion later today. BD, good segue. But yeah, so we're getting these kind of movies put out, and I think it could be good. Like I hope Birds of Prey gets more interest, and we can talk to people again, and maybe respark the conversation about Birds of Prey if they want to watch am that at home. I'm so excited about that. I'm for sure I'm going to be one of the first people renting that one. You guys think, what do you think? I mean, how, do you think this is going to have a significant change? I mean, I'm not to ask the big questions, but is this going to change the theatrical system? Because we were hanging on to theaters by like a thread anyway, just because we had to deal with other people or possibly like get shot in theaters. Now we have to worry about like... (laughs) Deadly disease. I mean, you think we're going back if everybody embraces this kind of thing? I mean, I I think that the disease aspect of it, like if that is still a concern, it's going to affect so much more like sports and things like that. Obviously, I mean, we're shifting towards viewing at home because it's comfortable and easy. But I think people still want to go to the movies. It's going to be a like I think we're going to see a a consolidation in like movie chains or theaters because it's going to be really tough, really really tough for some theaters to survive this. We literally can't go; they're closed. You know how much money they're losing right now? I can't even I can't even think about that. Uh, But and that's going to be tough for a lot of them because things were already getting tougher. They're 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 trying so hard to innovate, whether it's reclining seats or pretzels that aren't twenty dollars trying to get you to spend money on ancillary sales at the theater. It's already tough, um, but I think people still like going to the theater. I will always want to go to the theater. If the option was watch Black Widow on May 1st on Disney+, Plus or wait and see it in a theater a month later, I'll choose the theater because I enjoy the movie theater going experience. I'm with that might just that be too. me. But yeah. I just don't think a theater can die, but I think it's going to be hard. And we, we may see some theaters or chains really struggle to stay in business after this all right well let's not get too grim on the people i will say like closing thoughts on that whole entire thing i I am very excited like this is the first time i've been 
really excited for anything kind of being stuck in my home because I self or self isolated about a week ago. It was after Wednesday, and just the prospect of having these movies out, I'm actually like looking forward to something and excited about something and I haven't been able to experience that feeling in quite a few days and it's kind of taken a toll a little bit I don't have anything to look forward to like I can't plan trips I had my engagement party just had to call that off like I just everything is kind of on pause right now and so I think this is a really nice way for you know movie studios and streaming companies and things to just kind of keep the morale going of everyone all right well moving on (laughs) to what I hope is a more hopeful topic. Matt, give us a quick update on what's going on with WWE WrestleMania. Well, uh, so I don't know if hopeful <laughs> would be the right <laughs> way to sell this. Uh, <laughs> but essentially, uh, what has happened is that WWE finally uh, made a move and said that they are going to have WrestleMania. Uh, it's just that WrestleMania will be had at the Performance Center, just like they've been what? having... Uh, Raw and that they've had at SmackDown. You know, it's not going to take place. It was set to take place in Tampa, Florida. Um, now it's going to be held at the Performance Center in Orlando. Uh, only um, like necessary personnel are going to be there. And that is my sweet baby girl, by the way. <laughs> so Aww. thank you for a cameo on the show. Oh, I love that. Her first podcast. <laughs> it's her first podcast. Show. Quarantine uh, your child. If, if you thought this wasn't real, this is real. Um, we but, are no, all at uh, home. <laughs> uh, but no, essentially that uh, the 80,000 fans that were supposed to be in attendance, uh, 80,000 plus, are all going to be refunded um, by their various ticket places. Uh, WWE is going to have only like necessary personnel at the venue. So, I mean, it's if you've watched SmackDown or Raw the last uh, week or two, you'll know that like they played in front of a zero audience. Uh, and so they put on the show and some of them have clips from other pay-per-views. I know Brandon was excited about that because he didn't actually get to see it <laughs> from before. I, uh, I, I enjoyed watching the Elimination Chamber on Friday Night SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they've, look, SmackDown was actually interesting just because of Triple H uh, doing everything in the show. But as for this, they're essentially going to do the show they planned. Uh, there was a recent report actually that just hit uh, comicbook.com where uh, nothing official has been said as, as far as why they chose to go ahead and do this. But uh, according to a report, um, it's essentially said that like Vince kind of didn't really know, you know, if things were going to be c- continue to be like this. You know, what if there's no shows until November? That kind of thing. It didn't really know how to proceed. So uh, he just wanted to go ahead and do WrestleMania as they had planned kind of get all those matches and everything they've set up out of the way and then just kind of build towards something else, whatever that new thing ends up being. So uh, WrestleMania will still take place. It'll stream on the WWE Network. So again, you don't have to leave your home. You can watch. Uh, it's going to be a little different uh, because there's not going to be any crowd and we know that wrestling feeds off that. But uh, I will say, you know, WWE has went up against the wall, has pulled out some interesting uh, rabbits out of hats. So let's hope they do that here. There are some really good things on the card so i'm hoping it ends up being a really entertaining show uh it's going to be like five six hours so buckle in but uh it'll take place on sunday april 5th all right guys stay tuned because when we get back we're going to start our deep dive segment where we talk about westworld the walking dead and our rant and rave picks to hopefully get you through this coronavirus lockdown with some good uh binge watchings that can actually expand your uh knowledge all right
I guess we should start with The Walking Dead. Since we have the former all-star team of After the Dead with us today, Janelle yes. and uh, BD. We just got done a big episode, which kind of pretty much was the war part of the Whisperer War. It was kind I love of saying that Whisperer War. It's so hard to say. Yeah, I know. I can't. I know. It's just like <laughs> it's the, easier to it's read. Like the rural juror. <laughs> yeah. So this was kind of one of those Walkie Dead event episodes. I think we could say where it was kind of a major showcase that people had been waiting for, and we got quite a few surprises, and not in the way I usually thought the walking dead would do surprises in some cases so uh it was kind of interesting but uh let's let you guys take the lead on this what'd you guys think i think this show is like at peak quality again it's so good i watched it with richard certified fresh yes i mean it's so good richard who is uh pushing the buttons on this show right now bringing it to technical life for everybody i watched it with him and i pretty i i get a little spoiled on my viewing because i typically tend to know what's coming um, so it's hard to surprise me, but I was still surprised by this episode. And I remember sitting there with Richard and Richard went, he like audibly gasped and said some words I can't say on this family friendly show because we're all watching from home with our kids. Uh, <laughs> and it, it was that good. I mean, the Negan stuff, the Alpha stuff, I don't want to spoil anything. There were several oh, we spoil main characters here, who died. Oh, we spoil? We go full spoil. We spoil, but, but let's say yeah, everyone, we, can go we full are spoilers. about to Give spoil. Give him a warning. Just give him a warning. We're about to spoil. Okay. Just, if you don't want to you know, hear spoilers, jump ahead four it. minutes. Jump ahead four minutes if you don't want spoilers. Uh, but yeah, when Negan killed Alpha, I mean, that's a moment that historically, and not I'm not trying to throw shade, but when Scott Gimple was in charge of The Walking Dead, that's a finale moment. That's a premiere mm-hmm. moment. That's not an episode 12 moment. And, the, and Angela yeah. Kang, since she took over, has said, you know what? I'm not plotting around finales or premieres. I'm plotting around pacing. And it's worked so well. The pace of the show has been great. There's only been one episode this season that I thought... I didn't like, I thought it was a little bit boring, but everyone else seemed to like it. It was a big character episode, but I wasn't particularly interested in what was going on. Was this the one before this one? Yeah, the majority of that episode. episode I thought it was, I I will say, I typically kind of always roll my eyes at like, let's remind you to care about the characters before we put them through some heavy stuff. Yes. Um, But I thought it was one of the better ones that The Walking Dead has done. Yeah, I was a fan. I've liked the whole thing. I've been standing up screaming at the screen like every episode since it came back, like yelling just out of excitement or terror, just pumped. It's, It's definitely been very thrilling to watch. They're doing a really, really good job. Anyone who has fallen off of it, now's your time. Now's your chance. You can get back into The Walking Dead. What do you think, BD? Like, if if anyone did fall off and stopped watching, can they pick it up now, like, this season, or do they need to, like, catch up? I know a lot of people kind of stopped watching after the Glenn, Negan. I mean, honestly, um, I feel like you can start watching with season nine, because you get those five episodes with Rick, and it's like a fresh start. All you need to know is Rick beat Negan and the Saviors, and Negan's in prison, and, like, you're good to go. Because season seven and eight are a lot of just bullets flying, nothing happening. If you have time, I don't say don't watch them because I think season seven and eight are better when you're binging as opposed to when we had to watch them week to week. I think it's a better experience for binging. But I think you can start with season nine. That's when Angela Kang took over. And this is not shade at Scott Gimple. It's just a different show. It's I mean, it literally is a different show. There's different characters, some of the originals, a lot of new faces. Start season nine. It's it picks up on a new be- the episode is literally called a new beginning. You have five episodes with Rick. You jump six years into the future with episode six in season nine, and you have a really great nonstop story ever since then. And the rest of this season, this Sunday is Michonne's final episode. It is kisses fingers. It's oh my great. gosh, I can't wait. 
It's really That's good. So you funny. can come over. I have it. We can watch it. Oh, we're quarantined. What? Never mind. Don't come over. Oh Don't my over. gosh. I'll uh, run. I'll go for a jog. But <laughs> you can watch it through the window. Yeah. But <laughs> um, <laughs> and then we have big stuff. We have Maggie coming back this season. We have so just a couple that. more surprises. And we have big Rick references that people are going to like. So that's all I'm going to say. It's really, I think we have really good stuff coming as well. Yeah. And if yeah. you guys did check out this episode, like Judith has a moment that just, she's just shining. Gosh, she's so good. How good is that uh, little I'm, actress? She's so good. Haley Fleming. You know, that's young Ray from Star Wars. And she's adorable. Yes. And she's so cute yeah. because like, you know, the uh, Talking Dead interviews with her, she made um, a Normicorn. She like drew Norman Reedus as a unicorn <laughs> and she was like just loving it. It's She's just that's so amazing. cute. And yeah, Normicorn. It, it's that's just so cool. But yeah, the whole thing is awesome. A lot of huge moments happened. Finally, we get to realize like who let Negan out and turns out it was Carol all along. And Carol is kind of having her Carol moments again, which I'm so happy to see. I hope she's not too broken. Um, and everybody's looking strong again. And I'm very curious as to where this is going to go with Beta now because uh, Alpha's out of the picture. Anything so you guys basically to bring this all back around if you guys are on lockdown and you have given up on The Walking Dead now is a good time as BD just told you where to hop back in and uh, enjoy a little binge through some of the better seasons of The Walking Dead. I've always been a big fan of since the Grimes family has been taken out of how this show and series has evolved where it focuses more on characters, themes, stories, no one's necessarily safe. It adds an unpredictable element, so I've been enjoying it as well. So now's a good time to get caught up with The Walking Dead. All right, moving right along from uh, the world of the undead to the world of robots and sci-fi, Westworld is back, and the premiere episode just dropped on Sunday on HBO. Uh, who here? Let me guess. Janelle, you watched, I watched, BD, Matt, you guys have no idea what we're talking about. Sure. Not watch. I, I am absolutely obsessed <laughs> and so excited. DNW. Do I know this show or do I know this show? So, all right, Janelle, <laughs> let's talk to one human to possible uh, robot. Let's see. It's so good. Also, spoilers, just we got to say it again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're going to talk gonna Westworld spoilers, spoilers West because, I mean, there's not a lot we can say about the premiere without spoiling some things. Mm -hmm. So. The whole tone has changed. Like the whole time sequence has changed. It's not all jumbled and confusing. Season two was really disjointed and hard to follow the timeline. This one is completely followable. <laughs> yeah. It's really easy to understand. The timeline is set. Um, there are some really missable details that like I encourage everyone, if you're a huge fan, if you're a super fan, go on to YouTube, watch the, you know, the people that are kind of pointing out all the Easter eggs because I did that and I just lit me up. I was so excited. Kofi, you can do the breakdown. You do the best breakdowns of episodes. It's amazing. It is true. Sad, but true. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but in all seriousness, as Janelle said, the focus has kind of changed Westworld. The first season was just kind of about playing with linear storytelling and the re repetition of what these kind of automaton robots or AIs kind of went through at the park, living these lives where they had to experience horrible violence and sexual violence and all this stuff as people just came and used them as things for their own sick entertainment. They kind of did the whole memento thing. Season two went triple memento. Uh, kind of trying to wrap a lot of secrets and twists in just crazy, non-linear, fragmented storylines. And I, I mean, I got season two because it, it did have a point with it was all wrapped into Bernard and his perception of who he was and 
kind of what is memory and all these questions, all this existential stuff. But it was really freaking confusing, like to watch and figure out. And when it got to the twist at the end, by that time, your your brain was all scrambled. You thought you were probably a robot. I know. I still honestly, I need another recap of season two to kind of make sense of the beginning of season three now because I things are popping up and I didn't realize where Mav was. I was so confused. And luckily, I just kind of sunk my teeth into what was in front of me in this episode and focused on that because season two was just so confusing. Oh, man, you didn't watch the recap? You got to watch the recap. I didn't. I'm so stupid. I thought they were going to yeah. air it. And, recap is yeah. very necessary. But um, yeah, no. So this episode is this is very much now instead of a chess game about like, hey, what's going on? It's a chess game of watching basically like the villain character who's Evan Rachel Wood as Dolores, the one who basically escaped robot world or the matrix and kind of is now in the real world trying to bring down society and kind of raise her people up is this chess game of moves she's making to kind of secure the power she needs to you know basically take over the world and it's now kind of more like a espionage action type show if you want to go with that and it's a very good one I mean, it still is asking some of the questions about tech, like Black Mirror-ish questions about technology and how we are. Aaron Paul's character is introduced and he has, there's this good introductory subplot about him talking to his dead buddy through this kind of therapy program he's trying out throughout the episode. And he keeps talking to a guy who you think, you know, is alive unless you're, I mean, if you're not too savvy, I instantly figured that dude was dead. But, you know, and then his kind of existential crisis about dealing with grief and all that stuff. But where this is different is... This episode gave us a lot of great action sequences, more so than we get in Westworld. And, I mean, oh, Evan yeah, Rachel Wood really guns. kind of steps up and kills this episode, kind of taking charge. And, yeah, like, a lot of intrigue, a lot of action. It's kind of a Terminator vibe, right? Like, oh, my gosh. I started literally, like, doing doom, 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 doom. While I was yeah. watching her put her sunglasses on on the balcony, I was like, oh, here we go. She's going full Terminator now. Yeah, and there's like I a little like Mission Impossible, a little Terminator right thrown in there. It's going to be in my head um, for the rest of the day now, Janelle. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Got to hey, go watch it now. <laughs> you can get it out by watching Westworld Season 3 premiere. But yeah, so it's a nice change of pace. If you thought Season 2, again, this is a return to form. Like if you thought Westworld Season 2 put you off of Westworld, this is not the time to kind of follow that sentiment. Because this is a straight up, and they've said it since the beginning. This isn't going to be a mystery piece. This is a straight up war. Mm -hmm. And it's going to come down to Dolores versus uh, Mauve, like it always was in the series. Do you think it's going to be Dolores versus the giant, uh, like, supercomputer brain? Because she said that you think you have God, but you haven't even met your gods yet. Like, I think she's going to be in direct competition with that, like, giant brain. I forget. It starts with an I think R. she's going like, to, yeah, I forget what it's called, but I think she's going to take that. I think that's the thing she's going to use. Okay. I think she's yeah. going to use that as, like, her weapon. That's her infinity gauntlet. Like, if they Amen. think that thing is so sophisticated, but she's going to do something to it. I mean, it I basically know, prevented the world from climate change. It like has pretty much put humans it's basically turned humans into ai because it has put humans on their own path like all of them are on their own path that is predetermined by a machine so the whole simulation within a simulation is so apparent here and it's so it's just really cool and thought-provoking and fun oh i just love the show yeah so westworld a lot more accessible for us dum-dums a lot more exciting <laughs> for us action junkies be sure to check that out. It's a, it's a good addition at HBO. And it's a good thing to watch. I mean, this is like pure escapist entertainment. This was like the most relaxed I've felt in days. So yeah, go check that out. 
That's great. All right, moving right along. We are going to get back into another segment of Rants and Raves. We have not done this in a long time. We're going to try to keep this speedy so we keep this episode tight. But basically, if you're just now kind of getting into the show, Rants and Raves are something we took from that uh, other podcast I don't name for legal reasons, where we go through and either rant or rave about things we are are experiencing in the entertainment industry right now and the fun thing about this is it kind of can break from the normal format of the show we don't just have to talk about geek culture we could talk about basically like whatever we're doing in entertainment that we just want to share with you guys um it's a great way for you if you have these similar passions to kind of get in touch with us and you know we can view some stuff we can talk about some stuff especially in the next kind of isolated weeks i love to pull these out when we need them and uh right now we kind of need them i'll go first and try to keep it quick i usually say that and then always fail the two things i pick for mine is i'm not gonna rant about anything because i don't have time to complain right now there's so much to complain about so i'm just gonna rave about a couple things the first thing i'm gonna rave about is uh Stephen King's The Outsider on HBO. This is the thing that came on before Westworld returned, and we didn't really touch on it during the show at all, and some of you called me out on that, saying, you know, that was an oversight, and I agree, but it was one of those things I just like to personally enjoy for myself, because daddy needs something to enjoy and not turn into the business sometimes. But uh, (laughs) The Outsider is a Stephen King horror story, and it's about a creature, an ancient creature that basically eats people and takes on their their form or it touches people and takes on their form and it has to eat other humans preferably children to keep on living and sustaining itself jesus scary yeah. that's uh, yeah rough but uh it, it's not heavy on the horror it's a very much a true detective type of show in which hmm. like the actual serial killer aspect is very muted behind the existential emotional stuff going on with the main characters the investigators uh and this one it has ben mendelson who you guys know from like bloodlines the dark knight rises all that stuff and cynthia ervo who was in harriet and is kind of like one of the breakout stars of the moment and they play two investigators ben mendelson's is a guy who lost his son and is very literal real world minded he he can't deal like any notions of anything beyond a cop's vision of good and evil and cynthia ervo is kind of like a on the spectrum aspergery uh, investigator who's like this really talented investigator, but really weird personality wise, and is willing to kind of open her mind to the idea that this isn't a real thing based on all the evidence she's seeing and trying to convince him. Um, and like I said, the episodes are very, they're very, they're slower, they're very mood heavy. It's about grief, it's about loss, it's about negative emotions and things like that. And this creature is a personification of this thing that feeds off that. So it like kills a kid in the family and eats it and then lingers around and watches like the parents go into grief and then eventually kills them too because after it's kind of soaked in their grief and their loss and all that stuff. So it's a very kind of heavy. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very heavy (laughs) concept, but wonderfully shot, wonderfully put together and, you know, like wonderfully acted by this crew of just straight up really talented actors, like from top to bottom. She was amazing um, in Harriet. Yeah. Yeah. And she, oh, she's more amazing in this. If you like watch this, like, cause she has like that kind of rain man tick, but she's very personable and a very, she puts together a great character. It's, it was nuts when I found out. I didn't even know she was like British. I was like, wait, what? Like it's, yeah, it's crazy. So the outsider is one of the better kind of horror TV things I've seen recently. Go check that out. It's on HBO. 
streaming services uh, right now. The other thing I'll talk about is uh, I rep for this every year, and I'm not going to stop now, is Better Call Saul is back for its latest season. And, man, this show, not only does this show keep getting better and better and better and better every single season, it is now like by far and large that much better than uh, Breaking Bad ever was to me. This season is really kind of getting into the payoff season. This is when at the beginning, at the end of last season, Jimmy, the guy's real name, he, he finally kind of adopted that he made the change that I'm going to become Saul Goodman. And this season is him first building his Saul Goodman business and persona and commercials and all that stuff. Him while his girlfriend, who's like a very, came from hard beginnings and is a straight shoot, like, you know, a straight arrow kind of lawyer, um, constantly kind of gets pulled into seduced by him into kind of doing schemes and doing stuff. And she's feeling that temptation right now as he kind of embraces this Saul Goodman and is successful at it. And that's all very interesting to see. And, and the other side is an interquel about Breaking Bad. So this season we're seeing how Gus Fring recruits Mike and kind of gets him to be his primary hitman and how Mike kind of, uh, resisted that and how Gus had to do all these things to kind of convince him and they're at war with the Salamancas and they've introduced this Salamanca we never met in Breaking Bad there was Tuco and his uncle but there was this other guy they had this cousin named Lalo who is by far the best Salamanca character he's just this kind of smiling pretty boy kind of guy who's a total psycho and yeah the the world of Breaking Bad is so much better in Better Call Saul that it's not even funny and this season started because it's also a flash forward to it had a final scene with Robert Redford's character as in the flash forward Saul Goodman's it's after Breaking Bad and he's under a new identity as a Cinnabon manager and now his identity has been exposed for the first time and so they're dealing with that storyline too and yeah this is one of the best shows on TV really underrated and so much better than Breaking Bad and it's on Netflix right now too so if you're behind on Better Call Saul go through it's hard to transition in the beginning because you're thinking Walter White, meth, gunfights, all that stuff. And this one starts more like it's legal procedural stuff and drama between him and his brother and stuff. But like once he gets sucked into the crime world, it's such a better descent into kind of darkness than Breaking Bad was. Finally, I'll tell you just quick things. Get up on your anime. I got a lot of people who are actually using this time to get up on some anime and manga right now because they've heard so much chatter about it, know nothing about it. And they're like, well, I'm at home. What better way to kill a bunch of time than, like, burning through Dragon Ball Z finally? So, if you've heard some of the things we've mentioned here, the Dragon Ball series, My Hero Academia, Naruto, Boruto, um, Demon Slayer, The Promised Neverland, One Punch Man, we could go on and on. Now is the time. All of anime has become a huge part of streaming services Castlevania. So, go through and find something you've heard. Talk to a friend online, somebody you know that's into that stuff, about what you might be good for you but uh check it out and on the other side if you want to do some reading which i'm getting into a lot e you know downloading things on your e-readers books are great um if you don't need to have a comiXology account get into manga once you get over the kind of reading from right to left thing which now i kind of do that all the time it's harder for me to do the american way of left to right uh it it's really fun you get there's some some of the best stories in kind of comic book form or in manga and go and even the ones we talk about in anime you might think are corny are so much better in manga form like dragon ball boruto things like that are night and day better like in manga form when you read them it's it's insane and uh shonen a shonen jump account 
uh, which is shonen jump shonen manga is the action manga. It's it's the one if you like superhero stuff, you're gonna you're gonna gravitate to the most probably. And that is you can get a subscription on that site for ninety nine cents a month with like access to their entire libraries of manga in like every chapter, every volume, all that stuff. It's crazy. Damn, you good can't deal. beat that. Ninety nine cents yeah, a month. Yeah, ninety nine cents a month. And it's just to help promote the they realize that doing that helps promote the anime, which helps promote the manga, and they make more money. Anyway, it's a great deal. Go on there, pay that ninety nine cents if you want to read something else besides books on your e reader, and get into some manga and just start at the beginning and enjoy. Because, like I said, the series are always—I don't mean to be that guy—are always better in the manga form than they are in the anime. So if you don't like all the big eyes, the silly moments, and stuff like that, yeah, manga doesn't do all that. They—that stuff they create for the animated shows. The manga is like leaner, meaner, much more kind of edgier and like adult like. So go check out some stuff there. So those are my raves for the uh, the week. We'll throw it over to Janelle. That's me. Yeah. Um, so all of my picks are kind of just uh, happy, calm your mind, trying to get to sleep. You've had a long day of stressful working from home or whatever you need. So I'm starting with Doctor Who. Uh, I know I don't really get to talk about Doctor Who very often, but I'm a huge Whovian. It's my favorite show of all time. Um, I've watched the complete series. Uh, It's so funny because I've been called out for not knowing my stuff on certain topics like uh, specific comic books and things like that. But I do know my stuff. It's just we don't talk about all the time. So my stuff is Westworld. My stuff is The Walking Dead. My stuff is Doctor Who, video games, Twitch, all that stuff. So I'm excited right now. And that's my little side eye. That's my little side eye to the people who say I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, But Doctor Who is really cool. If you do like sci-fi at all and you haven't ever watched any Doctor Who at all, you don't know what it's about. Basically, it is um, an alien who um, pretty much lives for a very long time. It's still undefined because it was supposed to stop after a certain amount of time. But this is one of the longest running shows of all time. I actually think it is the number one longest running shows of all time. So if you do want to jump into it, do not start at the beginning. Do not even start at the like. Yeah, you ain't going back to like the 1960s. Yeah, don't do that. Don't start even at the revamp because um, obviously the graphics are... Are you saying not Eccleston? Wait, no! Don't start at Eccleston. I have one episode specifically to suggest for people if you do want to jump in and just get an idea of this I'm interested. What what episode is that? Because somebody got me into this by picking a very specific episode. I would do season three, episode 10, Blink. Um, oh, it, the carry, the carry, uh, the what's her name? Uh, yes, cheap, uh, yes, the, the <laughs> weeping angels. Yes, because yes, that's you exactly get, one that people got me to watch to you. get me into the show. Yeah, you'll kind yeah, of understand the tone of the show. Um, you'll kind of understand these characters a little bit more. There's a little bit more characterization, a little more familiar. It's less about the TARDIS and the space aspect and more about yeah, getting to Ironically, this episode has like almost no Doctor Who in it. He's almost like a yeah. cameo character who just literally yeah. runs through the episode. But and it's David Tennant, like it, so it's okay. And Tennant's oh, my favorite Doctor. Yeah, but oh, I love if that. You That's do, a great entry I love episode. that you guys love this. It's so great. If you do like it, um, then you can um, pick and choose. There's always tons of things. Like you can go online and it will tell you watch Blink and then watch season four, episodes eight and nine. And, and I can get really into all of that, but you can look that stuff up. And then once you kind of chew on a few episodes and they are your speed and you like what you're seeing, uh, I do suggest you start from, you know, Eccleson's The the Re-Up, not the original 1963, but start from the 2005 Christopher Eccleson um, and Billy Piper's season and uh, and watch the whole thing and binge it that's what i did i've binged this show i can't even tell you how many times i've watched this entire show um i've only watched the throwback original series one time through because that was all i could handle but um 
it's just really good and let it be silly when it's supposed to be silly this is uk tv this is british humor british tv and they don't have like the same um i don't know i guess back then especially when they started it they their technology wasn't as um like focused and really over the top and really nice so just like give it some time like love it for what it is sometimes there's moments where you want to be serious and you know i cry watching this show but a lot of the times it's silly and fun um the show was originally created for children and it has progressed into like this huge fandom and that's i definitely suggest that um i've heard that now it's streaming on hbo it moved from amazon prime in january i do know that so i think um it said spring 2020 to hbo so uh hbo max hbo go so you might want to check that out um i'll get that information and i'll update you guys on the next podcast but um just a few movies if you want to stream them that i've been streaming to kind of make myself uh escape a little bit like you said and and just kind of laugh and feel good i've watched i've rewatched the interview Step Brothers, dodgeball all on netflix really good stuff um, we have a video game coming out that I have never played. I'm really excited for the first time. It's Animal Crossing for the Nintendo Switch. Um, mm-hmm. Apparently, this is like incredibly relaxing. It is like meditation for gamers. Um, I think it's going to be really good. It's one of those ones where you can just sit there and and play for hours and kind of lose yourself in the world. And it's adorable. And I can't wait. That's coming out on the 20th, so a few days from now. Um, and then last but not least... I have to recommend Twitch. Um, some I, I feel like a lot of people listen, and and this is a whole different side of like the nerd universe. But Twitch is an online gaming platform where people can play and um, stream their favorite games. But it's not limited to that. There's cooking streams. There's workout streams. There's music streams. There's makeup streams. Talk show, which is mostly what I do. Um, if you're feeling lonely, if you're feeling isolated, you feel like you don't have anyone to talk to. I mean, you could be stuck in the same house with someone and feel like so alone this is really a cool community the whole thing is basically like a facebook live um it's content and immediate interaction with people in the chat typing in the chat to interact and the streamer um or the person on camera is interacting answering your questions talking to you about your favorite game if you have a favorite retro game that's how i started i started watching donkey kong country 2 speed runs which is them completing the game in like an hour And then I moved into streaming myself. Um, There's a lot of corners of Twitch that can be really toxic and um, not very welcoming communities. But it's really easy to spot those the moment you go in there. But always better than chat roulette, we should note. Yeah, yes. than chat roulette. Yes. Hey guys, I, if, I, I gotta hop off. I have a call, so I just wanted okay. to let you know when you come to me, I won't be able to answer. Uh, but <sighs> I appreciate you having me on the podcast today. You You're better awesome. shout out something people Maybe. can watch. You better help people in quarantine. Uh, you yes. should play Call of Duty's Warzone mode because it's super fun, and you should join our quarantine movie parties because we have really cool stuff coming up. You check were trending. Hashtag, I woke up to you trending. I've been that was actually trending yeah, on my Twitter. So quarantine amazing. movie party. Uh, we watched The Dark Knight Tuesday night. We watched The Avengers on Monday night. We have one for Wednesday night. I've been texting Scott Derrickson. I've been talking to different studios. We have really big things coming uh marvel dc other movies so be sure to check that out i appreciate y'all having me i do gotta run though thank you doing it for the community Bye. that's a good man that bd he's handling so business. much community <laughs> all right back so to you janelle is there anything else you oh. wanted to add about streaming? no i mean that was it just like if if 
you want to get involved with people instead of just watching something kind of like similar to the viewing party that he was just talking about on Twitter, um, this is just constant. 24 hours a day, you'll find someone streaming. You can jump into a community, talk to people, not be alone. You're taking in the same content, talking about it, interacting with the streamer. And all you have to do is just create a quick little account. And if you have Prime, like Amazon Prime, you can like link that to your account. You get a free subscription, which is basically giving someone free money, um, which is really special. And that's that's. Did you cool. just say content one more time? Content. Ew, I meant just like in a regular Janelle voice, but like yes, oh. <laughs> content. You, Honestly, you, there's content. It was very content. Qua- all yeah. the content. It's very hardly yeah. Kid. Yeah. It's Mr. J. It's all the content. Oh my God. That's <laughs> um, bugging me out. Maybe I've been in isolation too long, but that's bugging me out. Dude, all right. I've come into the office and dressed up as Harley Quinn and did a little sketch with uh, Chris. I mean, I've you seen Harley seen Quinn that. cosplay. No. I never heard the voice. It's I had to call him Mr. K. I was like, all right, Mr. K. Oh my <laughs> really God. Funny. It's so good. Yeah. That is a good one. I love that's it. It's really good. All yeah. right. So if we've learned nothing else, stream with Janelle. She'll do some Harley yeah, Quinn you can, and you're always more than welcome to come to me. Yeah, our community is super welcoming and loving, and we talk about anything. You can come in and be like, "I need help with like my love advice," and we'll go, "Okay." Like, hey, my favorite beer is this. Like, okay, you brighten our day. You keep this me and Matt partnership from sinking into the dark depths <laughs> it usually does. Nah, y'all are um, awesome. But uh, yeah, you we got to wrap this. it up because Rich is giving me the twirly fingers. I can feel it from you know many miles <laughs> of town away. So Matt, it's all on you now, buddy. You have got to tell us some rants and raves, tell us new comics, and you've got to really wrap this thing up really fast. So, like, Just rant right. and rave about comics. Uh, yeah, so, okay, so real quick, uh, kind of uh, going off of what Janelle said, uh, if you're going to go to Twitch or even YouTube, uh, one of the biggest things you can do right now is play board games because board games are one of the best ways to actually play a game either on your own, a lot of them have solo modes in them, or your significant other, and you guys can play some really cool games if you're looking for ones uh, for couples especially, uh, Codename Duets is a fantastic one. Uh, any of the Love Letter games are really fun. If you're looking for something kind of meaty, uh, any of the Plat Hat uh, Mice and Mystic Adventures or Aftermath are great. Uh, also, Turtles and Marvel Champions are really good. And we also have uh, some videos going up on the site and actually already on the site uh, to see those in action if you are curious. So if you want to see what those look like, definitely hit those up. But uh, board games, you can also see uh, all over YouTube, all over Twitch. And you can actually uh, join in on the fun a lot of times just chatting while you're watching a bunch of people play or in this case, one or two. So uh, it's the perfect time to take a bunch of stuff off your table and put a game on it. Uh, also, if you're going to invest in video games, I would say this is the perfect time to play RPGs. Uh, so right now I'm actually working my way through Persona 5 uh, Royale, uh, which we'll have a full review up for that in the next couple weeks. But that's one of those like meaty 80 to 100 hour games. Uh, Witcher 3 is also out. You can get that dirt cheap right now. And that is like seriously like 140 hours of content. So if you're looking for to see the teeth into so something good. like that. Oh, it's so good. Uh, <laughs> Final Fantasy Zodiac Age is another one that recently came out. Again, you can find that for like 25 bucks and you're getting yourself easily 80 hours of content. Um, if you're, uh, Kofi mentioned that actually, but uh, if you are looking to binge comics, this is literally the perfect time. So uh, DC Universe, if you have a subscription, I know it's uh, kind of advertised a lot for the shows, but they do literally have a giant catalog of DC Comics, uh, old stuff to relatively recent stuff. So if you're already paying for it, go ahead and binge some stuff. Uh, same with Marvel Unlimited. You can also do that and binge a bunch of things, I think up to a couple months uh, in the past. So definitely check those out. Also, uh, and I got to plug this, uh, Netflix has literally the entire series of Power Rangers 
uh, in one bingeable place. And the last season of Beast Morphers is already on there uh, from a couple days ago. So you can literally catch up on the entirety of Power Rangers in one uh, sitting. If you're looking for books, I would say uh, Audible has some wonderful versions of the Witcher books as well. So if you're looking, season two got delayed, of course, but now you got a little more time to catch up on the entire original book run. Also, uh, before I launch into comics, a uh, quick thing, Janelle, uh, how are we looking? Did you start your Doctor Strange? Uh... I'm actually starting today after the podcast. It's my first day of non-streaming since lockdown. So uh, today is podcast and comics. I'm so excited. Booyah! I'm so excited yes, to hear I'm pumped. Uh, what you think So if anybody, I, we've talked about it online, but if anybody does want to kind of follow along, Matt, I would love for you to tell everyone what we're, what we're doing. Absolutely. So uh, we are, Janelle had asked, uh, one of her favorite characters is Doctor Strange, and uh, she's wanted to kind of dive in. So I put together for her a cool little rundown of like key issues to hit, uh, key series to hit, and then one long run uh, that would be great if she's looking to dive in. So she is, uh, she's all prepped and loaded. Uh, so hopefully over the next week or two, you'll start kind of seeing reactions uh, either here on the podcast or just on social media uh, if you follow yeah. both of us kind of tagging along. So I'm excited, actually. I'm really excited for this. And so hopefully this is one of the first of Me May. too. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. I'm about it. Uh, so launching into this week's comics then. So we got a lot of stuff. Faster. Try and hit this hard. I hit that really quick. <laughs> so uh, we have Artemis and Assassin number one. Uh, Alienated number two, Lumberjanes number 72, which you should also catch up on. Uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number four. It is so good. It's so pretty. Uh, Wicked Things number one, Bang number two, Starship Down number one. Uh, the last issue of Dragon Age Blue Wraith, but it looks like we're setting up another series, so I hope to hear about that soon. Aquaman number 58, uh, Batman number 91, which I hope at some point me and Kofi will get into a longer discussion on because it's actually pretty interesting. Uh, Deceased, Unkillables number two, uh, Robin 80th Anniversary. 300 page super spectacular teen titans number 40 year of the villain hell arisen number four which kind of sucked but uh has a lot of big things that happen in it so you should probably read it uh star wars adventures number 31 transformers number 19 witchblade number 18 spawn number 306 captain marvel number 16 excalibur number nine the trade paperback of king thor is in stores guardians of the galaxy number three where group talks and everybody else talks like Groot. uh outlaw number one which if you're going to pick up a key issue this week that is one because all the marvel events uh are picking up on that going forward so that is a key issue runaways number three uh, 31 spider woman number one is in stores and it's dope uh star wars number four x-force number nine and finally invader zim number 50 that is your comics all right, Beautiful. Matt, you did that like a boss. Thank you. Uh, that'll do it for this episode of uh, Comic Book Nation. As always, we hope you guys are taking care of yourselves out there, not just physically, but uh, mentally, emotionally. I posted something on Twitter. Yeah, we started, uh, me and a few other guys that I don't mention legally by name, we, you know, we've been through this. We started a company. We were working indoors for about 10 years uh, with an entire work-from-home staff and very isolated, and we very much know how this can get so be sure you guys are taking care of yourselves not just physically in terms of covid19 and the virus and clean practices or just general health practices right now but also mentally emotionally find ways even if you don't like the variety of great ideas we just gave you find ways to connect keep in touch with people and make sure just to take your own mental health and stuff seriously um because isolation you know especially if you get stuck alone when it's just you and a news feed, that can be a very bad thing. I talk from personal experience, so uh, make sure you're taking care of yourselves. 
But one great way to keep your mind healthy is to check back with us at Comic Book Nation. We will be putting up new episodes every Wednesday, every Friday on comicbook.com. We can subscribe to our RSS feed, or you can find us on your favorite podcast listening platforms. I have a feeling people will be using these a lot more. We are on iTunes. We are on iHeartRadio, Google, Google Podcasts. Google Playlist, Spotify, <laughs> Stitcher, and you can find old episodes. We're not doing video right now, but if you want to see our pretty faces in person, we have old episodes up on comicbook.com's YouTube page. You can always talk to us or hit us up at the hashtag comicbooknation, or you can find me at Kofi Outlaw. You can find me at Janelle Wheeler. And you can find me at Matt Aguilar CB. And everybody knows where to find BD. He's kind of our mascot. That'll do it for this episode of Comic Book Nation. Also, go on iTunes. Leave us those five-star reviews because, I mean, I want to say we're going to send T-shirts, but we got to get back into an office and disinfect everything. Uh, But we still love to hear your five-star reviews because we will pay you back for that love during this time. Trust. That'll do it. We'll see you guys next time. This is Comic Book Nation. Matt already did the deuces, but he was way too early. I thought you paused for dramatic effect. (laughs) 